Entrepreneur on Fire 579. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Looking for a no-strings-attached kind of deal? That's what I like. Here's one. Sign up with audiobooks.com and you'll get your first book for free today. No strings attached. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Need a little guidance when it comes to graphic design? Get access to world-class customer support 24-7 when you visit 99designs.com slash fire. You'll even get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Elise Bellew. Elise, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes. Elise is a multi-passionate doctor, coach, and wellness innovator who thrives on having positive impact in the world. Elise is the creator of Mindful in May, an online mindfulness meditation campaign which has inspired thousands of people to learn how to meditate and raise $100,000 to build clean water wells in developing worlds. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Elise, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. So I trained as a doctor and specialized in psychiatry, but now I'm actually working as a coach and I teach meditation and run this Mindfully May campaign, which I created. And I think it's important to say that my path has been far from direct. It's had twists and turns, but the one thing that has sort of underpinned all of the decisions in my life has been my curiosity. I'm, an, I'm just an extremely curious person and I have a really strong sense of adventure and I've been particularly curious in my life about people and about how what it is that allows some people to flourish and live, live out their full potential. I remember actually uh, when I was about 12, I used to listen to Tony Robbins cassettes on my way home from school and, and I just was really wanting to understand how people can make the most of their lives and reach their full possibilities. So you're saying that curiosity kills the catalyst, but it propels the entrepreneur. Is that what I'm getting? That's right. Yes. That's, absolutely, that's absolutely right. And so my curiosity led me uh, into a career of medicine and psychiatry and along that path, there were fascinating, inspiring times. I think like one of the most memorable was actually when I got to hold a brain in my hand and I was looking at this brain and just thinking, wow, like how does, how does a lifetime of emotion, desires and hopes fit into this one kilogram mass of what looks like tofu? And, um, <laughs> you know, so there were really amazing times and it was extremely inspiring. But on the other hand, as time went by, I, I actually became a little bit disillusioned in my path. And I think that was because of a few things. Number one, as I progressed in medicine, I just, the, the public mental, the public health system was so under-resourced and was actually quite sick itself. And so working in really stressful conditions was pretty tough. And then also the medical model, it just, I somehow felt it was incomplete and I didn't like the way it was always focusing on what was wrong rather than looking at what was going right and helping people to build more of that. Don't get me wrong, like the medical model, of course, I respect it and it's, you know, it's a really important education that I got. But the model, there was just something that wasn't sitting 100% with me. And then finally, I think I have a really strong creative streak and in my career path, that was kind of getting a bit squashed. 
And, you know, there's this quote by Brené Brown that I love, which is that creativity unexpressed turns to grief and judgment. And so I think I was sort of suffering a little bit of that as well. And so it was a pretty tough time. I really started to question my career path. I was at times considering actually dropping out of my medical training. But rather than drop out, I decided to do the next best thing, which was take some time off and travel the world. And I then sort of allowed myself to explore different interests and passions that I'd had. And so this actually ended up being the catalyst to some of the most amazing experiences. And I ended up traveling in West Africa and studied music and went to Cuba and volunteered in the in Sri Lanka after the tsunami. And I ended up making documentaries, which led me to live in New York for a little bit of time. And so this was, it was an amazing time and I got exposed to incredibly rich cultures and people, but it was also the time that I was encountered poverty really and in, in first person, you know, and just have, I mean, even as I'm thinking about it now, like scenes from India of seeing families like living on the side of freeways in Bombay and Delhi or being in West Africa and seeing women walking for hours each day with these just heavy containers of clean water that they're bringing back to their families every day and having their kids dying of treatable illnesses like malaria and diarrhea. And this really triggered my sense of wanting to make a difference. I mean, that's sort of a natural response that you have when you face such extreme poverty. But I wasn't sure what to do. Like I didn't know. It was only it was only much later that I found a way to impact, to have an impact on a much greater scale. So anyway, after this time of travel and exploration, and as much as I loved the arts, I, I felt that it still wasn't really my calling. So I ended up coming back to medicine, did full circle, came back and finished off psychiatry and through that time I actually rediscovered meditation and that was probably from a bit of a a place of need because, again, I was like back into the stress of the hospital system and working with pretty sick people and so meditation became like a survival tool for me in in the demands of my job. And not only did it become a survival tool, but it then became sort of this focus for my life. And I started going to retreats and, you know, I was pretty surprised by that because I was someone that was usually into really doing a lot. And the idea of sitting still was like a a, a nightmare for me. Like I just, I wasn't very good at being still. And so meditation taught me how to find more stillness and more focus and started using it with my clients. And then that journey led to Mindfully May, which was I started about three years ago and which is a one-month online meditation program which inspires people to learn how to meditate in a really accessible way and at the same time gives them an opportunity to be part of making a difference in the world by bringing by raising funds to make clean water pro, clean, clean water projects in the developing world. So I like to say it's 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 a campaign that inspires a clear mind for you and clean water for others. Powerful journey, Elise. And I definitely resonate with it in so many ways. I remember the 13 months I spent in Iraq while I was deployed on a tour of duty. And then the four months I spent tracing around India and Nepal, and then another four months in Guatemala. When you're exposed to those kind of cultures that are so rich, but also such stark contrast. I remember walking through Mumbai and seeing the richest of the rich right there, and then just the absolute bottom poverty you can ever imagine, you know, feet away from that. It was shocking. And it's definitely shaped my life in a lot of ways as well. And before we dive into any more of your journey and, you know, what you have going 
going on, Elise. We love success quotes. So share with Fire Nation a success quote that's impacted you or a mantra that you live your life by. Take it away. The quote that came to my mind was one by Anise Nin, which is that life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And that quote to me, I've always kept that close. And the significance it has in my life is that, to be honest, I don't really consider myself to be a naturally courageous person. It's something that I've actively cultivated. And I think that meditation has been a really helpful tool to helping me become a more courageous person. And that's because meditation teaches you how to be with all kinds of different emotions, particularly how to manage more skillfully with difficult emotions and, for example, fear or anxiety. And so, yeah, I just feel that whenever the the points in my life that I have been able to hold the fear and take a step forward anyway and step courageously into whatever it is I needed to do turned out to be the most significant times of my life, which were breakthroughs for me. And so, yeah, my life certainly has expanded when I've had the capacity to move forward with courage. So Elise, you share with us a great fast forward type journey of your life thus far. What I really want to do now is get down to the microscopic level. Let's talk about a story, a time that you failed at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. Like really take us down, Elise, to that ground level. We want to be there with you when you failed and share with us those lessons you learned. You know, John, I think in terms of this failure story, when I was reflecting upon it, I think for me, the journey has been about moving from a professional to an entrepreneur. And, and I think rather than actually a specific story of failure, I think that my failure story has been that it took me a long time to be comfortable with taking risks and failing. And I think that, you know, that was a combination of my backstory. And I, I think that our families and our you know, our, yeah, our families really contribute so much to our own legacy and how we move forward in the world. And my background was that my grandparents all came from Eastern Europe after the war. And so it was sort of an immigrant family culture where there was a huge value around security. And, you know, there was this idea of an underlying idea that the world was a very dangerous place. Like they lost absolutely everything. And so it was all about, you know, get a career, be safe, you know, don't take too many risks. And so it took me quite a long time to unlearn some of these things. And on top of that, then going to medical school where you get conditioned and trained to be really precise and the idea of stuffing up is a matter of life and death. So, you know, I, it, it was, I was a late bloomer, I think, in the world of entrepreneurialism. And so my failure, I think, has been to just become better at being able to take risks. And I think, like, you know, stepping forward to try and set up this global campaign, Mindfully May, was probably, yeah, one of the riskier things I'd done. But I think that I'm also a quite measured person. And so I didn't go out there with this like completely massive vision. I sort of took it step by step. And as a result, I think, you know, I still have this quite measured, careful approach, even though I've become a little bit more able to take risks, if that makes sense. So Elise, boil it down for us. Tell Fire Nation one lesson that you learned from that experience of your continuous failure. Well, look, I think it really does come back to that quote, you know, about 
that the idea that life expands or shrinks according to your courage, like if you can't, if you can't take risks and risk failing, then you're really, you're not living on your growth edge. And so you're not actually living in a way that is allowing your full potential to flourish. So Elise, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum now. I let you get away with not telling a story on the failure segment, but you're not going to get a free pass (laughs) twice in one episode. We, Fire Nation, resonate with stories. Human beings resonate with stories. We learn, Elise, from stories. So take us down to the ground level. Tell us that moment that you had an aha moment. Walk us through that moment and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. My aha moment is a lot clearer to me, and that happened three years ago. It was at a time where I was, it was actually quite a difficult time. I had a, had a big relationship breakup. I was just coming out of my final psychiatry exams and I was pretty stressed and I'd actually fallen off the bandwagon with my meditation practice. My mum mm. actually said to me, oh, Elise, you know, are you still meditating? And I was like, no, I've actually fallen off. I'm so busy. And anyway, I got back into meditation and in that first week of getting back into it, I was in practice one day and this idea came to my head. It was like, why why do we as humans stop doing the very things that we know are good for us and that will support us at those times of high stress? And so I thought, what about if I harness the power of technology, bring my skills that I've learned around mindfulness meditation online and make this whole thing about contributing to a cause greater than ourselves and create a global community of meditators making a difference and the idea for Mindfully Made just kind of arrived and yeah it really was a moment and then after that I kind of sat with that idea for a little while I had a little bit of doubt and uncertainty about whether you know whether I'd be able to do it and then eventually kind of moved forward and started to action the steps that needed to happen in order to make it bring it to life. I do want to say though that the idea of an aha moment for me, I think I think it's really like I want to share with the listeners that that was a moment in time, but it was really probably like 12 years of things that preceded that moment that had to happen in order for that moment to arrive. So that moment was really an integration of so many different lessons and experiences and learnings that I'd had. And there was a lot of, you know, there was time of confusion and, and struggle in there in, in some of those years, as I'd already alluded to. And so I just think that that's a really important thing to know because I think sometimes, I don't know, I know for me in the past when I've been at a point where I've been struggling and a little bit uncertain about my path and you hear about other people having these grand aha moments, it's kind of like, where's my aha moment? <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, I think it's good to to kind of highlight that these things come after many years and sometimes need time to simmer and integrate. I had those same wonders myself. I was always sitting there through my 20s and into my early 30s saying, when is my passion going to find me? When am I going to have my aha moment? And I love that part about Entrepreneur on Fire right here, Elise, where we talk about aha moments because I've had so many emails, so many listeners call in or email in or via social media say, John, this person's aha moment led me to my aha moment. It got me thinking in a different way, in a different light. And when we can bring that to somebody, Elise, that is so powerful. So what I want you to share with us now, because I think it's really interesting, and I'm personally curious, and since I'm the one asking the questions here, 
What is the story behind the name Mindful in May? It came to me in the meditation as Meditate in May, which was the idea of really using May, like the month, uh, using a month in the year where it could be like a global urban retreat and it would just happen at one month of the year. So it sort of had this like quality about it where everyone had to hop on board. There was kind of a deadline rather than you could just do it any month of the year. I sort of had this sense that that would be sort of this unifying this unifying thing to, to have everyone in the world doing it in the same month. And so I, you know, it just, yeah, Meditate in May came to me, but it was three years ago and I had this sense that maybe if I called it Meditate in May, people, it might be too confronting or alienating for people. And so I decided to call it Mindful in May because it's really about mindfulness meditation and more broadly speaking, it's about living with mindfulness, living a mindful life. And that is so much more than just sitting and practicing meditation. I mean, the point of meditation is really to develop an awareness that you can then bring to all other areas of your life. So the idea of Mindful in May and that the name was really creating a month where, yes, we can commit to 10 minutes of meditation a day, which is what the program actually offers through guided meditations, but also to inspire a sense of bringing more consciousness and awareness to everyday life, whether that's in our relationships, in what we eat. So it's, it, it had a more broader sense to it. Elise, what's your proudest entrepreneurial moment? I think without doubt was when I received the first completion report of the three water projects that had been built in Ethiopia after the first time that Mindfully May ran. You know, just to get a picture, I mean, we, we raise money for Charity Water, which, as you know, is an incredible organization incredible. in America. And uh, and so the reason that, you know, I love Charity Water for many reasons, but one of them is that they they do such a brilliant job at connecting the donors to the outcome of the donations. And so they provided us with this incredible report where we had photos of the wells and I could see the people at these wells getting access to clean water and, you know, helping. We managed to help over nearly a 1,000 people in that year through three projects. And, yeah, that by far was just the most incredible moment. And also then just receiving feedback at that point also from people that had actually done Mindfully May from all over the world and just giving feedback about how their lives had been improved by just a simple 10-minute-a-day practice. Things like people talking about how they just found a greater appreciation in everyday life, their sleep had improved, their relationships, they were feeling they had more awareness around their emotions and that was kind of impacting positively in their relationships. They were they were, they'd found a kinder, more self-compassionate way to relate to themselves because this is like a very strong message that I weave through the Mindful in May campaign, which is connected also to mindfulness practice, having an attitude of kindness and, and compassion to oneself and to other people. So, yeah, just the feedback from participants and the impact, the tangible impact that we as a community had on the lives of these people in Ethiopia was just phenomenal to me. I love Charity Water. We actually did 10K on 10-1 back in 2013 for Charity Water. It's just a great organization. They're doing so many great things for the developing countries around the world. So I commend you for that, Elise. And let's bring things to present times because I want to talk about today because you have a lot of exciting things going on, Elise, but share with Fire Nation one thing that just says you really amped up today. 
Right now, the campaign has launched. So it's literally just opened a week ago and we've already raised $10,000, which is going to help 300 people in the developing world. So that's just got me extremely excited. I'm working really hard to just spread the word and try and build the community and enable us to have an even bigger impact this year. And then the other thing is that I'm also in the process of launching my coaching website. So I'm coaching some people at the moment, but yeah, really putting more energy into that and starting to run retreats and workshops in meditation and creativity and also developing programs to actually take into the corporate space around mindfulness and well-being. So Elise, before we hit the lightning round, let's thank our sponsors. Let's talk about books for a minute. I know a few listeners out there are itching to get their first book out the door. And despite what you might have heard, people do judge a book by its cover. Writing a book to me is like solving a 10,000 piece puzzle. After writing it, the final piece is to find the attention grabbing cover. Call the experts and get a professional book cover design from 99designs. You may know 99designs as the go-to place for logo design, but you can actually get anything designed through their marketplace. Book covers, t-shirts, car wraps, you name it. I'd recommend visiting the site to check out recent book covers the community has designed. They're pretty awesome and will definitely help those books hop on off the shelf. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Aren't we so lucky to have the ability to listen to podcasts instantly no matter where we are? Now you can do the same with audiobooks. Audiobooks.com allows you to download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening, or you can stream them instantly. That means easy access to your great content in the car or the gym. And if you're not a huge fan of listening on your smartphone, you can still stream books on audiobooks.com using your PC or tablet. Here's how easy it is to get started. Head over to audiobooks.com slash fire. Choose from more than 40,000 titles. Don't forget about those business book recommendations you've been hearing on EO Fire. Check out their great membership benefits like one audiobook per month and 33% off additional titles. Sample a couple of books here and there to find the perfect ones. And then get your first book for free when you sign up. It's all at audiobooks.com slash fire. So Elise, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Great. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think the fear of the unknown, definitely, and probably self-doubt. What is the best advice you've ever received? One of the best pieces of advice was the idea that you don't have to be an expert with a PhD to offer people value. I think coming from a very kind of rigorous educational background, I felt like I wasn't sure whether, for example, with Mindfully May, whether I had enough experience or whether I was expert enough to be able to offer people value. And so someone just said to me, listen, you know, you just have to you just have to be in your integrity and and offer what you know to people that that would find value in it and and that's all you need to do you don't need to be an expert and you just need to start taking action so elise beyond meditation what's one personal habit that you believe contributes to your success i think it's definitely this 
Well, my curiosity and then the runoff of that, which is a tendency to read really broadly and to always be open across disciplines, I found that that's been a really uh, powerful fuel to my creativity. So, yeah, just rocking up to different conferences. They might be about well-being or they might be about tech or they might be about uh, creativity and the arts. So just allowing allowing a very broad um, opening for different ideas. And and I, I do tend to scan the internet quite a lot. <laughs> and that's been a really helpful resource. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I've been really obsessed with trying to find the best task manager, to-do list, kind of project manager type platform. And I've jumped from one to the other and the other. And I think I've finally found the one that I love the most, which I know some of your other speakers have shared, which is Asana. I'm just finding it to be brilliant. Asana's amazing. And guess what, Fire Nation? It's free. And you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about at eofire.com slash Elise Bailey. Elise, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? One that comes to mind right now is that I found really useful at a time where I was kind of a bit more unsure of where I was going was Pema Chodron. I love all of her books, but the the one that comes to mind was when things fall apart. <laughs> Obviously, it was at a quite difficult time when I was yeah. reading it, but it was, you know, it was just such a supportive. She is such a brilliant teacher and she breaks down these concepts in such an accessible way and in a, in a way that can really help you. So I, I just love her books. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Elise, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, the first of all, I am a definite creature of community. So I would be doing as much as I can, as quickly as I could to create a community around me. So I would be harnessing all of the tools I know of on social media, meetup groups. Uh, I'd set up a meetup group and I would start to build a community and it would be around it would be around bringing people together through their ideas of how they're going to make a difference or, or what they want to create in the world. And so what I would do is I would basically tell them that they needed to come and on the night everyone has to put into a group kitty to donate that would go into a fund that one person on the night wins and everyone has to vote for the best idea. And so the $500 that I have, I would match people's donations and then we would all, basically everyone would pitch their ideas and then we'd all vote for a winner and then we would do like some kind of supportive coaching thing where we help that person develop the idea and then we do that for a few sessions and then we start all over again and and allow someone else to pitch their idea. So something where you're building community and and helping one another to develop our ideas and turn them into reality. 
Well, Elise, I have truly enjoyed your journey. And I mean, some of the stories you were sharing were incredibly inspiring. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. I think a piece of advice or guidance would be that answers don't always come on demand and that sometimes you just have to be patient and stay open and follow your curiosity. So yeah, follow your curiosity, stay open, but also understand that answers don't come on demand and that can be kind of hard to accept. Uh, In terms of where people can find me, if you want to contact me via email, probably the best place is via the mindfullymay.org website. I answer emails on that site myself. Uh, also on Twitter, I'm at Meditate, Create or Mindfully May. That's about it. Well, Elise, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything, your contact information, the books, the resources you recommended at eofire.com. Just type in Elise in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. And Elise, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Fire Nation, are you worried you'll never find the right platform to create your own website? I know, searching for the best designs, a user-friendly interface, and top-notch support is tough. But with Squarespace, you'll get all these things. Their support team is even available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com, use offer code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 